Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna, and I'm really excited about today's topic because this is something that Ashley and I can absolutely and definitely relate to. Newborns, we have kids. <laughs> so we know all about the stress and the sleepless nights and the anxious days that come with newborns as much as we love them. And luckily, Ashley and I are both past that. We don't have to worry about those right now, but we were, we were in the thick of things for way too many years, right, Ash? Oh my God, wait. Yeah. And neither, out of it. <laughs> yeah. and neither one of us had Devin Clement to help us. And Devin is today's guest. So welcome, Devin. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Devin is a postpartum doula, a parenting guide, and best of all, for all the parents of newborns, a sleep coach. Yeah. So, <laughs> We need, we all need Devin in our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we get started, Devin, on how you help parents, why don't you tell us a little bit about your why you help parents? So, you know, it's interesting. I have always loved babies ever since I was very young. And I started babysitting when I was about 11. As much as I loved being around the babies, I would spend sometimes an hour or more after at home, just like chit chatting with the mom and hearing, you know, talking about the kids and hearing all about what was going on and things like that. Even as like a teenage babysitter, you know, it was obvious to me that moms really needed support and needed someone to talk to. And so that just sort of became my thing throughout my, my career in childcare. Uh, and then I became a teacher because I really wanted to continue working with kids. And the parents, again, would talk to me, would ask me questions. They just really needed so much. And there's, you know, sort of simultaneously so many resources out there and so few. Like, it's so easy to get overwhelmed trying to find the answer to a question. And then you may not even find the answer that's going to be the most helpful to you. And you don't really have someone there just to, like, listen to you and just be there for you. Uh, I think in the same way that we used to, even, even a generation ago, I mean, when I was little, my grandma was over every single day. And a lot of people don't have that. They're, you know, much more isolated. They're away from their families. We have this whole, like, you know, do-it-yourself, loner, you know, mentality as a society, I think, where everybody feels like they can't have help or support. So just being able to come in to this situation that people are really struggling with and give them the exact kind of support that they need. It was just so huge for me. And I love being around babies and I love helping people. So it's been a great career. Win-win. Also, exactly. I just say something like you describing yourself when you were a babysitter and noticed that you, it sounds like you were a really emotionally intelligent babysitter. And I wish that I had known you when you were in high school. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't, I actually didn't even make the connection. I just liked hanging out with them. And then my mom said to me, she's like, you know, you're there for the moms as much as the kids. And I started realizing that like, yes, that's exactly what I was. That's exactly what I was doing. And I just thought these like women in their thirties were like my buddies. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> you know, when I was like 15. 
Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So I'm curious now for you, Devin, like we're in the midst of this pandemic, obviously not going anywhere anytime soon. How has helping new parents, like, is it different now than like nine months ago and how so? Absolutely. So of course people are, you know, a lot of what we do is in-home support. So of course people are concerned about having someone in their home. Now, that being said, we work, we've always worked with the newborns. So our protocols for hand washing and not going out if we're sick and all that stuff has always been very strict anyway. So it hasn't been that much of a leap in terms of that. I would say the way that, um, I run the business has changed because normally we offer a team approach where a family might be working with two or three different caregivers on a rotation. And now we're really doing more of like a one-to-one, you know, each person is only going to one client and each person is having one or maybe two people depending on their level of, you know, how many hours a week they're doing and stuff like that. Cause I don't want my people to burn out, but sure. it's been interesting to shift to this, this different model. And what I'm really noticing is that we're just needing a lot more flexibility, but I feel like that's the name of the game these days. You know, Ashley and I were talking about having your kids pop on your zoom calls. Like everybody just has to be a little flexible, give everyone a little more grace. And if you know, your one caregiver can't come on the Tuesday night that you want her, she can only come on Wednesday. Then that, you know, that's what is going to have to happen. And people have been really, really cool about it. Yeah. Um, Also our in-person sleep trainings, I would say definitely took a dip when things were very strict quarantine uh, in the New York area. But once that kind of loosened up, we just had like a run on people wanting sleep help because they were over. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I can imagine. So is that, I guess in this time, this is an incredibly stressful time. Have you noticed that what parents are asking for? Well, let me ask you this. What have you noticed is the greatest change in parents like are they more stressful right now because having kids is is stressful anyway you know yeah, i mean mm-hmm. it it is it, it I, I love my kids and the most stressful time that i ever had with my husband is when both of my children were born so it's mm-hmm. stressful in a in in good times you know in in when everybody has jobs and there's no covid it's stressful anyway so what is some of the biggest what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in what parents are asking for? So one thing that has been really huge that we normally did just on like a occasional basis for our clients is nanny searches. So a lot of people who, whether their kids were in daycare or going to school or they weren't sure what they wanted to do about childcare, a lot of people are now looking for nannies in the home, um, some even really wanting live-in where they might not previously have just because they want to know that their caregiver is, you know, staying close by and is staying safe and that they're the only ones that they're working with. So a lot of people are nervous about whatever their childcare situation was before and are looking at more home care. So I've been doing a ton of nanny searches for past clients, friends of past clients, people who find us online. So that's been that's been really big. Um, and there, ha- there are caregivers out there who are working and looking for jobs. So it's been, you know, pretty good finding that help for people. A lot of the um, uncertainty of will, you know, we're going to send the kids back to school, but who knows if the school is going to stay open. That kind of stuff is making it really complicated and people want to have core in place so they don't end up 
where they were in March, like yeah. all of a sudden, right. you know, the kids are home and we don't know what to do. So that's something that has been a big change. Um, but right. something that I've found interesting on the newborn side of things is that I actually think that a lot of parents who have a new baby during this time and during especially the quarantine were doing actually quite well because there was so much less pressure and stress to like do things. You didn't have to, you know, I think a lot of what's hard for new parents is, oh, like the grandparents are coming over and they're bringing the aunt and uncle and I have to like shower and put makeup on even though I had a baby four days ago and I feel like garbage and like, you know, my great aunt is going to tell me how she didn't breastfeed her kids and they turned out fine and like blah, blah, blah. And none of that is happening. So it's like, um, I said this to someone and I think it's so true. It's like the whole world was on maternity leave for a couple of months. Like Mm -hmm. no one was going anywhere. Everyone was just in their sweats at home, like chilling. Um, You know, a lot of partners were working from home who wouldn't have been otherwise. So, you know, even though they're doing their jobs, they're, they're there to be an extra hand. If you can be like, just hold this baby for a minute so I can go pee. Like, it's just, um, there were a lot of, I think, hidden blessings for people who had a newborn during this time. Now, if you had older kids at the same time, that was definitely more challenging, but I wasn't getting the panicked calls that I often get with someone who has like a three week old and is just completely losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. because I think that just wasn't happening as much. Yeah. And so were, were you, were you and your, your other uh, doulas, were you guys able to adapt to that easily? Yeah. I mean, we definitely were quieter. I would say, you know, fewer inquiries, but a lot of the girls that worked for me didn't really want to work during that time. So it worked out really well for everyone. And now that it's picking up again, it's when everybody's anxious to be getting back to work. So it's working out really well um, for all of us that there's finally, you know, caregivers available for these families. I mean, we made it work for sure. Uh, I actually am at a point in the business now where I mostly do the sleep training jobs and I don't really do the newborn care, the overnights, that kind of stuff. I mostly do it as a fill-in. So during the quarantine period, I was back to working with clients because I was able to be quarantined or I was able to stay with clients because surprisingly enough, I do not have my own children. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I know. I think, Everyone is surprised by that. I know, but I feel like you have this like emotional intelligence and understanding of like what moms need. And like going back to your point of like the world on maternity leave, I'm kind of envious of, of moms right now because when my children were born, it's true. Everyone was like somebody new coming in my house every single day to be, meet my children. And when it, that should have been a time when I should have been sleeping when the baby <laughs> And instead, I was like doing the rounds with like my family, my friends, my husband's family, and really not getting the sleep that was required for my body. So I'm kind of jealous of all these moms right now. Um, So I hope anyone listening who's a new mom know that you have it really good and it's okay that you're not seeing a lot of people right now. Absolutely. Catching up on your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's making people realize like how much that rest after you have a new baby is important. And, you know, you want to like get out and live your life some for sure. You want to get back to being yourself. But when that's like not even available to you, it's not like all your girlfriends are going to brunch and you can't come because you have this baby, like nobody's doing anything. So you might as well take advantage and get some extra sleep. Like Ashley said. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
I love Definitely. That. What do you think that parents need to, like new parents or parents right now, like what do they need to know like most, like right now? about maybe it's taking care of themselves or their babies. Like what advice would you give to anyone who's listening? Who's like, not sure what to do and they're about to have a baby or, you know, they have a couple of kids already. So I think the biggest thing, no matter how old your kids are, is that, you know, it's been a hectic couple of months. We've all been just trying to figure out what life looks like now. And a lot of things have slipped off for sure. But going into this new school year, going into sort of a new season of, you know, this new life that we're going to have for who knows how long. I think that getting back to consistency and routines is so, so important. Like, you know, when, when the quarantine really started in the shelter in place, I was staying up until like three o'clock in the morning just because I could. Mm -hmm. And then sleeping yeah. until like 10 or 11. Cause of course yeah. working for myself, I can kind of do that whenever Yeah, it was fine for a little while, but then it just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm like off schedule with the world. So I need to get into, you know, a better routine. And I think with kids, it's so easy. They're home all day. It's easy to just be like, you know what? I'm tired. We just had dinner. I'm not in the mood to like give you a bath and put you to bed right now. Stay up an extra hour, watch some TV, blah, blah, blah. Right. But right. you really as tempting as that is, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Um, overall. And I think just everyone does so much better with consistency. And I know this because when you have a newborn, you know, things, those first like two, three weeks are just hectic. It's just feeding around the clock, 2am and 2pm don't look any different. Yeah. You know, you're just dealing with things. And then as soon as they get to a point where I say, okay, let's implement a bedtime routine, you know, it's seven o'clock, even though the baby's still going to get up during the night, you're going to change them into their pajamas, feed them, you know, swaddle them, put them down. And then from then on, you're going to be in the bedroom. It just like everybody just breathes a sigh of relief yeah. that they have this consistency and yes. they know what to look, what to expect and what to look forward to. And it, it just gives like a rhythm to your day and it makes such a huge difference for people. So that's the biggest thing I would say, no matter how old your kids are, no matter what's going on, just try as much as possible to maintain your routines and keep that consistency because that is going to make everything so much easier. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I know that with my kids and my kids are, are older, they're both teenagers. Right now in the summer, I'm giving them a little bit of a break, but I know that as soon as school starts, we are back on that routine and um, our kids are going to go through virtual learning. And so I've already told them, and they're not happy with me, but I've already told them that you have to come downstairs to go to school. You can, I, I'm not going to let you stay in your room and do yeah. school. You, you have to come. You have to come downstairs. You're not going to talk to anybody, and I get it, but I really need you to get up and out of your uh, and out of your bed. I need you to do something. I need you to get up and take a shower. You know, you're right. Yeah. It's so important. It, it's so important, even at that young age to try to get them because I know that's important exactly. for me. Yeah. I know. Then you'll just, it, it, it's nice, you know, it's nice every once in a while to have a lazy day and not leave your room until the afternoon. But mm -hmm. after, you know, a couple of days of that, you just get, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maintaining no. those routines. And, and something that I think is great um, that, I, I think families are starting to realize is that not rushing around to sports, activities, classes, play dates, yeah. birthday parties is really giving everyone sort of some mental space. And I think finding more rhythms within the family. So a couple of girlfriends of mine 
you know, one in particular, she has always worked from home. That's like her, her job is from home. Her husband is a teacher and they have a son who's like maybe nine or 10. And so when school ended, when school, you know, got canceled, her husband had to take over basically, you know, dealing with everything with their son, doing so much more in the house. And they really found a much better, you know, division of labor between two working parents because he was the one who had to step up. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. And I think getting kids involved too and having them do more, you know, okay, you're bored. I said, you can't have any more screens. Okay, cool. Like, go clean the kitchen. Right. Go take the trash out, you know, go do something productive to, to help the, the whole family. Okay. So yeah, the other day, like I'm all about letting kids like do, you know, dishes and laundry and things like that. And it's so funny. Like I make my kids like sweep and swiffer and I give them cleaning tasks every day. And the other day, my four-year-old shows up in my office while I'm on a Zoom call, and she starts swiffering in the background, and my client is like, what is going on? This is amazing. I was like, you've got to keep them on a schedule. I'm running a time. You do. So, like, I get it. Like, it's so important to keep them on, me on a schedule and the kids on a schedule, too. Kids really want to help. And I think if they, if you give them the opportunity, they will, they're just capable of doing so much more than we give them credit for. Yes, I think so too. Absolutely right. Um, Devin, I have another, you know, one of our final questions for you for all the parents that are out there listening and they're desperately in need of help. They're like, okay, oh my God, they're talking all about this baby sleep coach. What's one tip for getting those babies to sleep? Like, what, what do you say? Can you, can you share your secrets here? One tip. Oh my gosh. There's so many, but, um, I would say the biggest thing with people with babies is that bedtime. And a lot of people have a great bedtime routine because all the books say that. And the pediatrician says that, but then they kind of lose it at the end because they're still fully putting the baby to sleep before they put them down, whether that's rocking or feeding or bouncing or walking around. And then you put the baby down and they wake up in the crib and they're like, where the heck am I? What is going on? And they're disoriented and confused. I can't tell you how many clients I have who say to me, no, no, bedtime is fine. She just nurses to sleep and I put her in the crib and, but then it's the night wakings that are the problem. So if you can get bedtime straightened out where they're putting themselves to sleep consistently, the rest of the night will be so much easier and everything else will be so much easier. And how you do that can vary, which is why people should just call me. But (laughs) that is really, especially from, even from the newborn stage, like, you know, I'm not a person who's going to tell somebody with a newborn, don't rock them to sleep, like put them in the crib. But sometimes put them in the crib. Like having a baby sleeping on you is very sweet and wonderful. So you should do that. But also like once in a while, if you want to just like put them down awake and see what happens, like you never know. And a lot of times those newborns will surprise us, especially say in the middle of the night, they do a night feeding, they're done. They're still awake. You're looking at each other. Like what now put them back in the crib, see what happens. You're not just looking at each other like, what now? You're looking at each other like, oh, my God, are they still breathing? Are they still breathing? Oh, I met you and the baby. Oh. Like, the baby finishes eating. They're still wide awake. They're looking at you. You're looking at them like, okay, now what? Put them down. See what happens. (laughs) Well, you know, you talked about uh, people calling you. So let's tell our viewers. I'm sorry, viewers. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell our listeners, please, how they can find you and reach you and get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my website is happyfamilyafter.com. 
And uh, if you want to just email me directly, it's Devon, D-E-V-O-N, at happyfamilyafter.com. We are on Instagram as Happy Family After. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I just use my personal profile, so you can add me as a friend if you want to. Um, I get a lot. Of, I have a lot of conversations that way as well. Um, yeah, I changed my business name last year. We used to be called Mama's Best Friend for eight years, and I wanted it to be more inclusive to all parents, whether they right. were a mama or anything else. So this is our new name. Thank That's you so awesome. much, Devin, because... I really could have used your help. Um, you know, Ashley's heard this before too, but the first, you know, two months of, of my oldest, his life was just like nothing but stress for me. So these tips yeah. would have been so great for me. It's, it's so hard. And I think when you don't, you know, get off on the right foot and you start losing sleep, then it just goes downhill. And the next thing you know, they're a year old and you're still miserable. And it's just so nice to get all that straightened out or even better get off on the right foot right from the beginning um super super helpful oh wow well thank you so much for joining us we've really had a great great time talking to you today thank you for having me this was great and all of our listeners thank you again for listening we will see you next time